Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. The readings we have today, both from Daniel and John's Gospel, they are difficult readings to really spend time in, to let your imagination enter into these stories, just because it's, it's brutal. It's really brutal what's being put on display here. Both the first reading from Daniel, this poor woman, Susanna, who's being falsely accused, this, all this human dysfunctions on display, lying and cheating and manipulation and abuse and lust and objectification, all of it, it's perjury, it's all right there in the open, and this using of these people, both Daniel and John's gospel, we see these similar situations. We see lust that leads to using a woman, and and this theme of accusation and condemnation that comes out. In the first case, you have that innocent woman, right, Susanna, innocent, falsely accused and condemned to death, but she's exonerated because of Daniel's intervention, the spirit moving through him. And then the gospel, this guilty woman whose name we don't have, right? This guilty woman, she was caught in the very act of committing adultery, accused, thrown down in the middle to the ground, condemned to death, trembling before Jesus. And again, Jesus intervenes and saves her. I want to hone in on this theme of accusation and condemnation just because it's such an important dynamic to understand in our own hearts. But let's listen again to the end of this gospel that we just heard. Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he bent down and wrote on the ground, and in response they went away one by one, beginning with the elders, so he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. Elsewhere in the gospel, Jesus refers to the enemy as the father of lies. And in the New Testament, we hear him described as the accuser. Right, The accuser of our brothers is cast out, who night and day accuse them before God. We hear that. The enemy speaks in this tone of accusation, this accusatory tone. And in the silence of our hearts, he whispers. And what he ends up doing is in the wake of our guilt, in the wake of our failure, in the wake of our sin, he identifies us with our sin. Right? You are this bad thing that you did. You are your sins. You are nothing but a failure. You are a failure. You are broken. You are beyond repair. It's so important, you know, St. Ignatius of Loyola, he's the master of spiritual discernment. He he says it's so important to pay attention not only to the voices that we hear internally, but the tone of the voice and where the voice leads us internally. Like if there's a voice in you that belittles you or that accuses you or thoughts that leave you feeling less or unworthy or like with a desire to hide and shrink away, you can be sure, one, that that's not your voice, That's not the Father's voice, that's the enemy's voice, whose voice has probably been in there so long that you don't even identify him as someone distinct from you anymore. It's like a mole in our hearts. 
And because he speaks like that, because he speaks with this accusatory, condemnatory tone, there's this, there's a built-in condemnation that because you are your sins, you are therefore unlovable, you are unsavable, you are unforgivable. It's a judgment that's leveled upon you, right? Okay, this is very different than how Jesus, how the Father, how the Holy Spirit speaks, right? But Jesus says before his ascension, he will send the paraclete, another advocate, who will, he says, convict the world of sin. To be convicted of our sin is very different from being accused or condemned of our sin. To be convicted is to see our sin truly, to see it fully, like in the light to see what I've done, to see what I failed to do, and to be filled with the the desire to repent, to let go of it, to be different, to change. There's still within us a hope that I can be more than what I am. To be convicted of our sin is to see the tumor and to believe that I can be rid of the tumor, right? It's a difference. And God never, he never accuses or condemns us of our sins. He convicts us of our sins. He says, there's you, my beloved one, my precious one, and then also here's your sin that you have the capacity to be rid of. You have the capacity for repentance and change. It's the Spirit's conviction of our sins coupled with Jesus's look of mercy, like we hear in this gospel, right, which gives birth to conversion. Why would we change Why would we seek a different path? It's only because we've been looked upon with mercy and we've been convicted of our sins. And listen to this. This is Pope Francis. And have in mind this woman that we just heard in the gospel. He says, only one who has been caressed by the tenderness of mercy truly knows the Lord. Let that sink in. Only one who has been caressed by the tenderness of mercy truly knows the Lord. Christian morality is not a titanic effort of the will, the effort of someone who decides to be consistent and succeeds, a solitary challenge in the face of the world. I'm going to try really hard. I'm going to be committed to trying really hard. It's in my effort. He says, no, it's not that. No, Christian morality is simply a response It is the heartfelt response to a surprising, unforeseeable, unjust mercy. The surprising, unforeseeable, unjust mercy of one who knows me, who knows my betrayals, and loves me just the same, appreciates me, embraces me, calls me again, hopes in me, and expects from me. This is why the Christian conception of morality is a revolution. It is not a never falling down, but an always getting up again. I love that phrase. I love that phrase. A surprising, unforeseeable, unjust mercy. That's what this woman experienced. So you see Jesus drawing near to her who was caught in the very act of committing adultery like possibly the worst time imaginable to meet Jesus. And it seems as though he should have condemned her. That seems like it would have been just. But right there, at her lowest, at her worst, he looked at her with love and he asks, where are they? Has no one condemned you? Neither do I condemn you. 
and see a big smile on his face, like tears welling up in his eyes. And he says, go and sin no more. Right right there is the conviction. Don't do what you've been doing. Go and sin no more. Jesus, draw near to us this morning. Draw near to us. Convict us of our sins and silence the voice of the accuser in our hearts and let us meet your gaze, this gaze of mercy that calls us up to be more than what we are. Amen.